and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 262. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinuski. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing? Good. Sorry, I was about to burp. (laughs) No, Scott said in the last episode that the belch was picked up very, very well. So, sorry about the background noise. It's probably coming across better than normal because we are still on the internal microphone from our recorder. I will get one of the other mixers down here for the next recording session, but it was a car show day. And everyone is doing car show things. Your neighbor has the strangest collection. He's got one exceptionally desirable car surrounded by the worst Ferraris and Porsches and BMWs and Audis. Like yeah. it, the, the worst car collection with one very, very, very good car. He's got a Fulvia HF. And then he's got an RS7. With he's an got exhaust got, on, which yeah, right he's now. got like a... Three, a, a 360 Spider. What, what's the... what's Four, 456. The, a 456, a Ferrari 456. And he's and got a 1 Series M with nav, black wheels, black kidney grills. Yeah. And I feel like... Yeah. <sighs> it, it, oh, and, oh a, and an R8. It, it, and a uh, independent front suspension G-Wagon. Like the, a G-Wagon in there? Yeah, it was a G-Wagon in there. A 465? But it was the latest one mm-hmm. with independent front suspension. 465. Just the, the worst collection, completely outweighed by one great car. That Fulvia is amazing. Awesome. And, and then the only car I ever see pictures of from that garage. Yeah, and then what's also funny is the guy next to him is a similar garage where he's got a bunch of absolutely insufferable C3s. I had never seen that, that just, garage open it until was today. Awful. And then, like, the best G Wagon ever. Like, it's like an ex military, it's yep. orange, it's convertible, it's two door. Like, it's just diesel, perf- diesel yep. manual. Like, it's, <laughs> it checks all the boxes for G Wagon. I don't, it's a very strange phenomenon with like, your neighbors. Or, oh, just the worst collection of cars with one very, like, perfect car. Those collections remind me of somebody that inherited chunks of cars. No, but these guys, like. Oh, they bought them on purpose. Yeah, no, you had to go out. You don't, you don't inherit. A Fulvia HF. No. Like, you have to go out and find a Fulvia Correct. HF. Correct. Like, that, that is a car that you don't accidentally attend. It, it's it's like seeing somebody that has a collection of, like, 350Zs, and then they have, like, an EK Civic Type R. Yeah. And oh, Phoenix yeah. Yellow with a bunch of spoon parts. Like, it's just like, what? Where did this come from? No accident, only deliberate. <laughs> like, I really, really, really like garbage and one very, very desirable thing. Like I'm a, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna drink fine Chardonnay with my McDonald's. Someone's walking by. It's just so good. Okay, all right. But like, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's just it, it's the most bananas thing to me. Where it's just, a wine pairing with McNuggets. Now that's all I can picture. That's literally what his <laughs> garage is. It's a wine. It's it a does kind of sound good. It's I a wine try pairing that. with McDonald's. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, before we dig into the first topic. Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, they're hams. Okay. Hams is great. And uh, unless I'm drinking Lvivsky, I'm drinking hams. I have another banquet. Banqua. Yes, you do. You have a Colorado Kool-Aid. I, I do. Same price as Coors Light, so... Which coffee? Ryan's coffee Ryan from Rustica. Oh. Yeah. Because I, like I ordered mine without oat milk, so we had to trade And then she cried about it. Cause, and about the it. thing is, she got exactly what she wants, so she's not a, a honey lavender latte. Okay. But she forgot the oat milk. Part of that, and I am not a fan of lavender or honey in my lattes. Okay, so we both ended up. And she got my delicious vanilla oat milk latte, which is vanilla perfect. lattes. Great. I learned extremely recently are quite good. Yes, I, I was. I'm. This is the thing. I like vanilla. <laughs> I me too. So I like vanilla more than I like chocolate. 
And I'm, I don't I'm, like chocolate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die on the hill that I just like that, and it's okay. I understand that that's it's not bland, everybody's it's generic, but it's good. And you know what is even worse about me is I like artificial vanilla more than actual vanilla because I'm just, I like, I, I'm just, I don't know. Do, do you like things that taste a lot like vanilla? I like vanilla ice cream. Okay. Do you like cheap vanilla ice cream or very expensive? Briars. Yeah, you like artificial vanilla. Okay. Yep. Alright. Yeah. No, you like artificial vanilla. <laughs> it's made of beaver. It's made of a byproduct from beaver ass. So Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, I hope that's in one of the marketing adverts. I love eating ass, so this is something Jan. I'm like, Hey I Jimmy, do you like ass? I love ass. Here I was, with Briars Co. I was just joking with Jan, I'm like, I'm gonna make my own ice cream company and have like an artificial vanilla <laughs> ice cream and just have beavers all over the container. As like an inside joke on it, I would. And like you would sell way more that it'd way. It'd be absolutely hilarious. This is like people oh, love tongue and cheek. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Before I dig into my topic, Patreon.com forward slash arbitrage. Just give us a dollar. dollar. There's a dollar option now. Please, please, and thank you. Patreon.com forward slash arbitrage makes okay. this all possible. Just, I mean, we. This is going to be a lot of French on this episode, so you guys are all welcome. <laughs> you got our time. Frenching it up here. This okay. And, all right, I don't even know how to lead into this. So you're familiar with the Renault Espace. Yes. How they did that crazy, I think it was just a one-off, but the Espace F1. That Mm -hmm. thing wasn't an original idea. Yeah. That actually came earlier from a company called De La Chapelle, and they had a model called the Parkour. I actually am familiar with the brand La Chapelle, so. (laughs) De La Chapelle is the, yeah, the the manufacturer, but they had a, a minivan in the 90s called the Parkour, and I'm just realizing now I don't actually have a photo in this thing because I'm dumb. So I'll dig one up as I talk about it. But this popped up on a lot of you car had to find this on the French Wikipedia. It is very unknown, uh, but it is a front engine rear-wheel drive minivan from the late '80s in France that it's came horrible. with two engine options. And do you want to guess what countries these engine options came from? Uh, Not France, probably Germany. And then, given France, uh, it's probably some like weird shit like Spain or something. Uh, you nailed Germany. One of the options was the M119 5-liter 4-cam yeah. V8 yeah. from Mercedes. Great engine. The other one was the 5.3-liter Jaguar V12. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That was another... Of the time, those were the, some of the two best-performing engines you could buy, and it looked like this. So basically, like a Ford Sierra front-end... Kind of like strange molded it into like an eighties espace, oh. and it's got just incredible plasticized like Saturn door panels. How do you feel about this? How do you like the look of it? I hate how it looks, but I love the technical execution. Do Do you like the concept behind it? Yes. You have your version of how I feel about the Aston Martin Laganda. Oh, okay, yeah, this does now have you a lot under, of Laganda you to it. You understand mm-hmm. how I feel about the Laganda. Yeah. Because everything, this is so 90s, and Laganda's so 80s, it just hurts. Yep. And, uh, yes, okay, this is how I know De La Chapelle. De La Chapelle makes um, Bugatti clones. Oh, they're still in business? Uh, as of the 90s, let me see here. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, they're still in business. They as made, Ryan said, and I just pulled it up on the French Wikipedia page, which is the only place you can find data on this thing. They made a, car, they made a roadster called the Roadster De La Chapelle. But was it a minivan? No, it was based. On, it was basically. Yeah, it was a very, very, very rad Z3. I would actually look it up. It's kind of cool looking. This is so great, though. Look it up when we're done. It's with got this. quad exhausts and it's got like it, nine. Objectively, those are, 
Those are Audi 90 taillights. As I say, objectively a good-looking rear end. I know. Look at the, like a notch with the wiper. I really like this a lot. square exhausts. Yeah, like no, this, is, this is cool. Like, don't ah. get me wrong. This is, a, ah. this is right. a perfect vehicle. What's the thing I'm supposed to look up now? Roadster de la Chabon. That is a 1 Series M with a stock exhaust, I'm hearing, but I know it has nav. This? Yes. Oh, it, God, people are so edgy. This is a oh, mid-engine... It's a Z3-based mid-engine Roadster. Weird. Yeah, that's cool. De La Chapelle is a secret very cool company. Oh, the RA. God, this, this guy is the problem with car culture. Yeah. But um, um, anyway, De La Chapelle, they make um, Bugatti-based, like, clones of, like, Type 35s, Type 55s and stuff. But they give them... Modern accoutrement. Accoutrement. So um, what, what year was that concept? I mean, this this minivan... That wasn't a concept. 91, 92. Oh, they made that. That was a thing you could buy. Okay. Well, I guess this and is true. Yeah, it you was... Could buy the uh, 1996. So, uh, ah. uh, Here's the real life one that came up on all the car... God, I'm so bad with the internet. There you go. That is the actual existing one that has an M119 in it that that's showed up. That's so freaking rad. I know. I that's know. That's real, really, really, really cool. So, uh, what they would do is they, um, or actually, I'm sorry, it was not, it was based off of Z3, but the car that the Roadster is based off of was actually using, is a BMW uh, 328 that they would tear apart oh, for most of their vehicles. All right, I mean, um, great car. But what they would do is they'd make Bugatti Type 55s and Type 52s out of 328s. Good. The, yeah, the E36 328 is like the only good E36. Well, other than the Emirates. But I'm just thinking more. about like you just get rid of all the 326 things that you hate and you just stuff it into a body of a Bugatti Type 55. Take the suspension and the engine and the throw seat. everything away. Yeah, and like you just keep the seats because you need seats. Well, yeah, but the seats are bad. I mean, they're better but than a Bugatti seat. Um, the biggest issue I have with this thing, the De La Chapelle Parkour, four-speed auto only. It's a... Yeah, it's a Mercedes V8. What are you going to do about it? Well, also a Jag V12. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Nothing, <laughs> Nothing at all. You can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, no, you can't. Um, no, these are. this is a very cool company. This company has been around since 1975, and they've just been doing silly things. Uh, as How did we not know? Well, I'm sorry, I just shouldn't lump you in with this. You might have no, I've I, I heard of them, but I didn't know how cool they were. Um, and I realized why I've heard of them is they made clones of... Bugattis, and so, um, they were like they're, they're one of the they like a Persang? Uh, no, Persang makes a replica. Okay. Or a sorry, a recreation is what they actually will sue you if you call them a replica. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they're very. So it's like the Porsche 911 reimagined by Singer vehicle design, not a Singer 911. No, no, it's more than that. It's literally they make the entire car all the way down to the types of fasteners mm -hmm. exactly as they were cast in the 1930s. Using 1930s tech? Yes. Oh. And the only option of modernization that you have with a Persang Bugatti is that you can get modern... Um, yeah, you can get uh, modern rod bearings. That's the only thing. Were they... That, um... uh, but, but the thing is, unless you pay extra for the modern style rod bearings, you get Babbitt bearings. Babbitt. Yeah. I was thinking, what's you the board? Get... Yeah, okay. no, they're Babbitt's. <laughs> unless you specifically ask to not have Babbitt's. Did that straight In which point it is a $11,000 option just to have modernized bearings. Ten and bearings. they are okay. specific to 
the per se. They you cannot get them. You can't get some Cleavite fifty fives at AutoZone for But him. you could get like you could rebuild your original Type thirty five. Yeah, that's actually rods. that's what people do is they use per parts to rebuild Type thirty five. Here's a question for you: the original straight eight engine, which is a phenomenal piece of engineering, yes. did that have a pressurized oil system? I assume it did. No, I it did, but it did, but it was not filtered. It was unfiltered okay. pressurized. Oil but like system. the Babbitt bearings had to have like holes drilled yeah. through them at some point to get the. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. No, I guess that's lubricated through the crank. I'm dumb. Yeah. But it would go through. It would go to the bearing. Yeah. There, there would be a whole that thing. engine is phenomenal, and with modern bearings, I bet it's reliable too. Yeah, no, that's what people do. Like, um, is the there fast is, one from uh, what's his? There's uh, one of the mini royal dudes in the UAE. Daily drives a Persane Type Thirty Five. Oh my god! Like, well, no air conditioning in it. Nah, of course not. But like, all of his buddies have like. Like Mercedes, like SR McLaren, oh, and yeah. shit, and they're like the like the AMG GTRs, those things, like Paganis, <laughs> and he's just like this <laughs> person Bugatti, just being a mensch. the vertical gigantic steering wheel, yeah, with like the that, four. That's chrome. a that's a cool yeah. freaking car, like yeah, uh, Persang's very cool. But this the thing is, this isn't anything like Persang. This is like it looks vaguely like it. But you just have a modern car. Sure. That just has the body it's work. It's a Zimmer. Kind of, yeah. It's a very tasteful Zimmer, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. A well-proportioned, tasteful Zimmer. So, um, <laughs> I, I, the exact opposite, where this is a very overpowered minivan, I want to talk about uh, Jason Torchinsky made a very solid argument that you really only need 50 horsepower. Yeah. And I agree. I don't know if I've driven a 50 horsepower car, but like uh, I have Blubski before the V8 swap was 67. Yeah, you're so fine. It was close. It was fine. You're fine. Never you're getting up the speed. Yep. Like you're not going to break the speed limit a lot, but you'll get there. You, you can go down the highway. Just need a lighter fun. car. Even then, like you're fine. Like it's all about gearing. Yes. <laughs> True. Gearing and torque. Um, you don't need that much horsepower. But you know, I was kind of thinking about. It. I'm like, you know what? Um, CRX HF is 58 horsepower, and that does just fine. And it gets like 50 miles per gallon. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mirage 78 horsepower, objectively fun. 70 horsepower, smart four yeah. two. 583 horsepower. Yeah, like you, perfectly fine. Yeah, absolutely okay. I've done um, 100 and allegedly 18 miles per hour in one of those things. Fuck. It, it was in Nebraska. It took a long time. That's amazing. A long that's also time. that's also something where if you get arrested trying to do that, or somebody like pulls you over and gives you a ticket, like that's impossible. Yeah, no, you will go to court on that one. Be like, I think that you're wrong. See exhibit A. I have 83 horsepower. Eighty three entire horsepowers. I dynoed a Scott's car and it had an intake on it at the time too. Made eighty three to the tire. Yeah. Anyway, please. So, yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's right. Like being somebody that's never made over two hundred horsepower, like you can. Have a fast car at two hundred under two hundred horsepower. Yes, I've had some quick cars. Mm-hmm. Most of my cars have not been quick. This is on purpose because if I have horsepower, I will use it. Yep. There's a reason I keep my car slow as shit. You want to know why the Lamborghini and Brexit never get driven? Huh? They're the most powerful, fastest cars in the fleet. Yeah, you're actually scared of Brexit. Brexit's terrifying. Yeah, no, I, I would I would drive Brexit. I. But like the longer that car sits with the Turbo S fifty two, the more I want to just keep that in there and just I think figure out a way to cool it. But I think you should. I really want an N fifty two swap. No, keep that engine as it is. Like, like yeah, like Gianna's Buick. 
that has over 200 horsepower. Yes, it does. However, it cannot put... It even puts all of it to the ground. What's it got, a 175? But it cannot put any of it to the ground in a coherent manner. <laughs> That's well put. Yeah. <laughs> it puts all the power down. It's all there. It's not there effectively. But it's put down into the form of a film where the tire is vaporized. Yeah, no, you can step... You When you walk over the 11s, it leaves, you walk on top of them. Correct. Like, you don't walk through them. Like, you step... It's physically above the asphalt. When you look at it, you'll see it sitting above. There's more than a normal amount of tire there. <laughs> so. It's not pavement anymore. No. Pavement's under it. No, pavement is rubber and then pavement. It's yep. not just like rubber mixed with pavement. Thank goodness. You're just prepping up. the streets for every other yes. driver. Thank you. Yeah, so that's why you never, ever put a nail head with a Dynaflow into low when leaving a stoplight. Noted. Yeah. Because it, it used to do this thing where... That is not a scenario I'll ever visit, but I'm glad to know it. You might. Yeah. If you ever have to, like, if Jan, for some reason, sign around and I drove the Buick to York and I had too much. True. That there is but a I had very you to small, walk me through it. There is a small likelihood that you would ever need to drive a 401 nailhead. But it's with good. a Dynaflow. With a Dynaflow. And put it into low. I do yeah. have to say, if you're not prepared for the Buick, it's terrifying to drive. Uh, it used to do this thing where the... Um, the the throttle springs worn out on the pedal. So you just Did step you on the gas. It? No, you just step on the gas and would just go to half throttle. I was driving it to work and I turned around and made Ryan drive me to work because oh. I it just went to half throttle. Couldn't stop at a stop sign and then I accelerated very quickly and I just turned around and was like, Ryan, you're I've I've since work. fixed it by putting another yeah like a, a replacement just in knowing that you have to just throw it in neutral. It's yeah. like you you freak. It, it, it was objectively broken when I did that, but I just put another spring in there that got an axe man and the spring worked. Yep, it just I, pulls the throttle shut when you're not on the gas. The spring assortments you get from Harbor Freight. There's seven of those on Blobsky. This is... Yep. Um, this we, we this, this, this was Delta plates from Axeman and found Delta plates? Uh, from the oh. airline. You need to go to Axeman for your dishes. They have these Delta Airlines square plates. <laughs> from, like, the airplanes? Rectum, yes. Yeah. They fit so perfectly in your cupboard. You know, how, oh, yeah. you know how, like, round plates, like, take up all of the space? Yeah. And, like, you don't ever use most of that. No. This is so much more I efficient. Put a chicken strip on it. This is so much more efficient. And since it's a square, food actually sits I in it I kind of like that it says Delta Airlines on it. It says Delta on the bottom side. It's really good. And they're like 75 cents a plate. I mean, I've got... When I moved in, I went to Ikea and like, I just bought yeah. everything. In it no, we're, getting rid of we're getting rid of our Ikea plates for these Delta plates because they're that good. have a condo in Florida, <laughs> but my Ikea set is going to ah. because I'm like, I hate you. I, they're fine, but like I've scratched them with the fork, and like the it looks terrible. The Delta plates are fine because they're made for commercial purposes. It's strange. It's yeah. very good. These are going to be used eight times a day for forty years. Uh, okay, that's yeah. fine. We have yeah. a specification for that in the god tier yeah. level. Yeah, it's a it's a really really good place. Now Where's I just have to get like... the utensil set from the restaurant next to my work because I love their silverware so much. That's totally just, fair. This I, looks simple. Gianna's, Gianna's Gianna is so. Effing picky about her, her utensils. I've tried to just buy some, and the only thing that I can buy that Jan is remotely okay with are the plastic IKEA kids silverware. Because yeah. I know that one she, I know, but she's not going to tolerate. She won't, she's not going to complain about them. And like my Target stuff that she liked is so worn out. Like water is getting inside of them and stuff, oh. and it's gross. 
So like, every time one I out. pick up like a fork that I like, I yeah. buy it. Okay, that's fine. So it's just a mismatch. Mine are all handmade-ons. I might, yeah, I don't yeah. know. My parents usually buy okay stuff, and like it's from them. Exactly. So like uh, for my registry, I looked it up, and you can really only either buy it in a commercial setting or overseas. But I did put it on my registry, being like, if you want to buy Noted. a set from overseas. Yeah. <laughs> I ship things internationally from time to time. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta like just go to the restaurant one day and be like, can I please talk to whoever? I'm very much looking forward to looking through your registry. It's gonna be it's really gonna be obtuse. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mostly great. Gianna's stuff. I'm just letting her do it because like if I put anything on there, it's gonna be something she does not want. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Mosin Nagant on here. I've like, already got that. That's I know. Fine. I know. Like oh, a 99. If you'd let me finish, Ryan, I'd be like, oh, I don't need that on there anymore. I've already got yes. one. <laughs> like, it's gonna be. I've wild. replaced it with an Arasaka Type 99. <laughs> So I can have a rifle to go with my bayonet. I regret saying anything, <laughs> for the record. Um, oh my god. But, anyway, back on topic. Yes. Um. Yeah, for a normal car, like, the Fiat's more than I need. Like, the turbo Fiat... You have Fiat, a turbo one! Those are fa- they're also sandbagging on the power numbers. That's baloney. Yeah, that's, they're full of shit. Yes. I think that... I, I genuinely think that the power numbers they gave are the power numbers after you've driven in traffic and the inner, the inner core is all heat-soaked. Probably. Also on, like, regular gas or something, because I dynoed my stock 124 Lusso, and it made to the tire more than they quote at the crank for the Abarth. Hmm. I made 168 yeah. horsepower and 198 foot-pounds to the tire. That sounds about right, yeah. It's just insane. And yeah. now it's flashed, so I don't even know. Yeah, like, it's it's all, they're, they're silly amounts of power. I think, um... It's such when, a good engine. Wait, I think I think once a month the Fiat. I'm either. It, He's gonna get rid of it so I can get a convertible Fiat. I'm not gonna get rid of it. No, but just like, get a convertible. You can Fiat just get a convertible Fiat. Yeah, there's a uh, pistachio one that works at the body shop up the hill. I see it almost every yeah, day. Yeah, I want, I want a pistachio. Not, not convertible though. Oh, pistachio convertible is what she wants. I need a yeah. tan tops pistachio yep. convertible. You'll be able to get one. Yep. Yep. But um, I, I think I think when the Fiat's done, it's going to be Twingo time, or it's going to be a wagon R R R. Luckily, we need smaller cars now that we live in the city. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, this you do. There, if I did not have a garage and a driveway, I'd be in the same boat. After the, after that flathead experience, I'm like really seriously going like, man, maybe I should get like a high jet. Like I I kind of want to get a K pickup because I'm like getting. A jack into that, and it'd just be easier if I didn't have a top. Like or I get that. I didn't really get peculiar... that purpose. They do seem to gravitate toward tiny pickups. Yeah. So. yeah. In the peculiar situation where we have a garage, but we don't have a driveway. No, we have a driveway. It's exactly the length of the Fiat 500. Yeah, but it's like not like exactly. We'll call to it the a inch. ramp. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if we get real creative, we can please call it that forever. <laughs> yeah, it's my my ramp yeah. in my garage. <laughs> If we get real creative, it's a parking pad and a ramp. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It uses a parking pad for the Mazda. Yeah. Um, ah, the Mazda 5. But such a the good Sienna car. is consistently on the street, which I love the Sienna, but space-wise, when there are soccer games... Mm-hmm. No, it's a nightmare. Oh, my God. And especially working downtown now, I'm like, I need a quarter of a car. And on my I way to work... I miss my 500 so much when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, your car must be horrible. It's all wasted space. Oh, it's not an Emma Marisk, but it's whatever came before that. No, it's just wasted space. Yeah. A hundred percent of your car oh, is I'm wasted space. Oh, I'm in it all the time alone. 
Yeah. I, no, mean, I do use all of the back. But I mean, I'm just thinking of like the proportions of the oh, vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is why I. It's absurd. It's actually why I hate post E46 three series mm-hmm. because if you compare them to E46, they are so much bigger and they don't have they don't have that much more interior space. They have some more interior space, but rel- like they gained like. 10% interior space for, like, 20% more exterior, like, footprint. Like, Only the G, the, the current chassis, I don't even know, G20, you know, I just have the exact same exterior proportions, and F30's got smaller. Hmm. I just don't like them. Yeah. Also, Hines the other thing is... Because he's holding I, I, his ear I hate, I hate when cars have unnecessarily bulged fenders. Like, just make it fly. But I have such huge tires under it. Fits. don't need it. I don't. Because if you had 50 horsepower, you could have a 45 millimeter wide tire and be fine. But I love Mr. Wags. Mr. Wags is fine. You can enjoy him. I'm just saying, this is why after the E46, I stopped caring about 3 Series. That's fine. fine. Largely, I agree. Other than the base powertrain, as a recommendation for people who want an interesting ish car that is reliable, I agree. I wouldn't buy like a 335i. Like, no, 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 no. There's nothing. Of course, I also am saying this while I absolutely love the Buick and I want to get another one. But like, <laughs> this big cars, as you yeah. There, there's a thing is like you have like the Buick makes B-Q. sense B-Q. for like how big and dumb it is. Is this big and dumb? It's not. I just remembered what I forgot to do at hand. They were selling Suicaros there. Like only good thing that they were oh, selling Suicaros. Yeah. yeah. The little the little things that you hang off the back of your oh yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, that uh, Miata you gave an award to had a real, uh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah had an actual yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah no, I um, gave an award to a Miata because it had it. one of the things is part of its attention to detail is it actually had a real Surikawa from the subway, mm-hmm. from the subway, and likely from the province or from the style that they use in Hiroshima. Yeah, because they actually use different styles up north. Because the northern provinces actually use a triangular one. Yeah, you have. Oh. The round ones are lower ones. I okay. think I knew my logic is when you have a glove, it'll yeah. fit on the triangle better. That, could be, yeah, that would wider. make sense yeah, to yeah, yeah. me. I cannot say it for sure, but there is, they do have different shapes. You so have like one of those. Design used designs. to have one that got broken. Oh. oh. Yeah. But I can just go get one. eBay.jp? Mm-hmm. Or, or eBay.america. Or, or we just send Yahoo auctions. Elena to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Elena can just go get one for me. Um, <laughs> go to public transit. Here's a knife. Yeah, exactly. TSA is going to take it away, so buy another one when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's talk about Renault. So you are all aware of the Renault Le Car. Yes. Also known as the Renault 5. They actually had an electric version of that. It was called the Electric Leopard. I did actually know that. Now we everybody knows that. Yeah. Yep, it was lead acid, and it was weird, and it actually wasn't My that terrible. My friend Dylan's mm-hmm. buddy mm-hmm. found one mm-hmm. in a junkyard in Ohio and bought it. Really? Yeah. No, he's actually restoring it. Like, I, it's that actually, I didn't know. Or I guess refurbishing it, well, not restoring yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's actually refurbishing Electric Leopard to get it functional. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Phenom- anyway, so <laughs> that plays into this. So uh, the Renault Le Car in this country was a Renault 5. In other markets, they had a couple homologation models, the mm-hmm. Renault 5 Turbo and yep. the Turbo 2. Yes. Now they have a uh, Turbo 3E. 
So they obviously felt left out by the whole uh, Hyundai Pony. Whoa, is this an actual functioning thing that they're making? Yeah, I don't know if they're making it, but it is a functional thing. Just That's like cool. the Hyundai That's Pony was and the fuel turbo. cell thing. I don't like that they call it a turbo, just like Porsche does it's with not. their Taycan because it isn't a turbo. But yeah, it's wide body and it's hatchy and it's got a little bit too much of a Gymkhana aesthetic for me. But it has... It's got to be built on an actual old pan or something, because like the proportions are perfect, as far as that's very interesting. Concerned. But like, this is cool. I don't know if you're gonna. This did is. You, did you know an airplane said turbo superchargers? And that was actually not just somebody was speaking. That was a real thing. Oh, well, turbo supercharger is a centrifugal supercharger. Yeah, yeah. Turbine but, supercharger because like most of them are like roots blowers yeah, from Detroit yeah. diesel. But they're so. actually specifically called a turbo supercharger. And I was yeah. corrected on a YouTube video. Oh, I said, oh. well, that's actually one of the most intellectual corrections I've ever heard about on YouTube. Yeah, no, it was, it was, most of the time I, I actually learned something because I all right, I go to like cursed websites and I find good no, things. you Ryan? like yeah, but I'm like wow, like my Instagram is like for hot rod stuff. Yeah, my TikTok is where I find good <laughs> jazz music. Like, <laughs> you, you have them curated. But it's completely different. <laughs> it's completely different from everybody else's. Like cross-platform like, tracking is just lighting on fire. No, like, I, Dude, I, I keep sending. Truly phenomenal. <laughs> it's like I like I, I keep sending. Somehow got my TikTok to be only in Portuguese oh. for a little bit. Yeah, I'm really good at like curating. I'm really good at API. Uh, like, yeah, all my text spam is in Spanish exclusively. Oh. But. Yeah, and I keep sending Trig like these really good jazz musicians I discover on TikTok. I'm like, dude, check this lady out. Her name's Connie Han, and she's a really good pianist. Pianist, yes, pianist. And she's like totally phenomenal. And she like she dresses up like a Japanese idol while she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just she's like really hot and also playing like phenomenal jazz music. Like, close your eyes, the music's I, great. I love jazz. <laughs> Trig's gonna be very thrilled when he checks his Facebook messenger. Jazz. Why are you afraid of she jazz? She doesn't like its lack of rules. Yeah, it, it gives me anxiety. Huh. Well, sorry. I about like that. big band and twenties jazz. I don't like either of those. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I just like jazz. All right, well, that's cool. We got. I don't tell my parents that. I don't <laughs> want my dad to ever know that. I don't want him to try and bond with me on jazz. That's something he can never tell. Like, I never listened to jazz the entire time I lived with my parents because I never wanted my dad to know because he would just try to like overplay it. He's like, hey, Ryan, I heard you like free jazz. We're going to listen to free jazz oh, forever. God. And Jana, Jana, cannot, jazz. Jana cannot fucking handle free jazz at all. Well, it has it in the name, free. Yeah, no, she doesn't like a lack of rules, and that is literally just like it is anarchy in musical form. I love it. All right. Yeah. It's the same That's part. why you hate it. I yep. get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with trap. Yeah. Trap, like yeah. No, trap. I know. I know what it is. Uh, I watched Garage Fifty Four before the country invaded Ukraine, but um, I intermittently can handle trap music. But I get what you mean. Like There's... it drives the like mathematical portion of your music portion of your brain just bonkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it this shouldn't exist. That's why I like. That's why I like jazz. Yeah, because jazz is like it's like I the same reason it. why I like. <laughs> I like um, math metal, which is I, Jesus. Math metal is like Cannibal Corpse style death metal, but played with that like mathematical like they have like these ridiculous bass lines, where you're like, wait, why is this ragtimed, and why is the guitarist playing at one third the speed of the bass player, and then the drummer is playing at like the square root of the bass player. I'm okay. Everything's fine. And it's just like it's literally just a mathematical equation. Theoretically and, and talent 
wise, I appreciate Trap and Jazz. I think what they do is phenomenal. I just can't listen to it without having a panic attack. Hmm. Which is really hard to explain to people because they're like, well, you just gotta listen. You no, you don't. Like, no, I've, I've tried it. I, it's I'm, amazing. And I'm like, I appreciate it. I think it's very talented. But I'm telling you factually. But I, I have to take Ativan in order to listen to it. And no, I, that's not and there's, sustainable. there's a reason when I tell people, if they're like, hey, what's good death metal? My default is atheist. It's like, like my favorite death metal band. Okay. But like, I also know that they're math metal. So I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm like, nope, I'm not going to tell them atheist. I'll just say I like death. Death is a good band. Yeah. Like atheist, I will let them discover that. And then we're going to have a really good fucking conversation once they discover atheist. But they can go in with just standard, normal pleb metal and then move on to their mathematical fucking astrophysicist metal. Music so, theory. Yeah, music, music theory and math. Anyway, uh, Brain Shower sold a car from the 1800s. <laughs> That's pre pre war. That is two wars ago. Pre pre war, and it actually, I think it predates the Spanish American War. Oh, oh God! Eighteen ninety seven, Leon Bolle My mail was still functioning. Oh 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 yes! It also predates the Spanish American War. <laughs> Sorry, three pre war things. <laughs> That's a first, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is a very, very or cool car. And what's also hilarious about this is this was a race car. I believe it because it's 1897. And also, I like the fact that, like, as a race car, first off, you have a tiller. Second off, you have objectively, like, that's a really cool Bauhaus-style seat. Yeah, I like the strap that's clearly holding it's, it down. Yeah, it's like center. a proto like Bauhaus seat. It's a very cool design. There's so a, much brass. Yeah, it's called a brass car for a reason. This was around nine years after the Washburn A-Mill exploded. Oh my god. Wait. And seven years after the second one was built. Wow, yeah. yeah. That's, that sort of stuff is mesmerizing to me because the garbage White House next to me is one year older than this. Yeah. So this is what's really, like, totally... That's what the world looked like. Yeah, this is what I think is just super cool about this car. So the car is raced and used in competition up until 1898. Um, and it uh, won the Paris-Marcel Road Race in September 1896. And then it was owned by one of the Bentley boys that won the 24 Hours of Le Mans. And then was owned by the founder of Auto Car Magazine. Like, it's a wild It's got history. quite the provenance. Yeah, awesome provenance. Oh, no. True mileage is unknown. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we have to say it. Otherwise, somebody can Bummer. He literally has Bummer. To say There's so many things that have Bummer. to be said on Marine Trailer to make sure somebody doesn't get sick. But started. I want to know how many miles are on um, But it also per- it participated in the London to Brighton centenary run when it was 100 years old, and which was actually apparently... A competition race. But it's done at such slow speeds, it's not a problem. <laughs> but it is a competitive I race. I can see this being okay in like a time trial where you have to hit a certain sector speed. But the thing is, when you compare it, well, it's like the London to Brighton run is like for cars made pre-1907 or something. Yeah. Like, it's literally for Victorian cars. Uh, I love the Victorian era. It's so... Wild. But it's got a 650cc air-cooled horizontal single-cylinder uh, engine paired with a three-speed... Which, ma- 
Let's talk about three speeds. That's a hell of an impressive. Yes, piece. that's why this is a race car. Jeez. Um, a three-speed manual transmission, and it has an electric starter. Why? Well, it also has a hand crank. I see. But I, I'm sorry. It has an electric starter in 1896. Yeah, that's I insane. Houses didn't have electricity mainstream for like 20 years. After it, that. This has like a wooden battery that powers the starter. And then you have the crank start from when that probably doesn't work. Um, <laughs> it's like the British Leyland special on Top Gear. And they thought ahead. They gave you manual controls for when the electric ones <laughs> yes, break. Exactly. Which they will. Which I yeah. wish my Buick had because it's the only thing that makes me super nervous. I love that everything's electrical from like, and wow, well, I can't believe they had this back then standpoint. Yep. But I'm somebody who's a firm believer in manual windows. Mm-hmm. Manual everything. But the thing is, yeah. everything with the Buick is rebuildable. So if the window breaks, I can just pull the motor apart. And Correct. Um, but anyway, it's got a belt drive, a rear tire. Um, it's a very cool vehicle. Um, I like that they actually, it's a three-wheel vehicle, but the front wheels are, it, it's made for stability. I just think it's very cool. And then, yeah, the tandem seating is really great. I like that the back seat has to, like, straddle the car like a motorcycle. All the front seat's just like a normal car seat. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It just keeps getting better the more. I wanted Can this Can we talk car. about the lounge chair steering yeah. wheel on the tiller that's got, like, the most aggressive-looking toothed gear on it ever? I know. It's amazing. I really, really, really love this. Like, I really wish I had the spare $63,000 so I could have bought this. Okay. That actually seems like a really good deal, it considering does. it's provenance and what it is. Yeah, no, I want this car quite badly. Okay, whenever I see, like, a car... Especially like this, you know, the only things that survive are things that weren't used, you know, and so everyone at my museum, because it's like mentioned throughout the museum about flower sack dresses, and old people love to berate me and be like, why aren't there flower sack dresses? And I'm like, because they were made because people were desperate, mm-hmm. right? And so they were obviously worn to... And used until they weren't usable, usable. And anymore. Then when the dresses weren't usable, they probably turned them into quilts or like pillowcases, like yeah. everything. So yeah. like they don't exist because they were used to complete. So like I get so frustrated when people are like, "Why don't you have an example of this?" And I'm like, "Because people used it, whereas this is not practical. So obviously it wasn't used for very long." So this uh, I hate people by the way. This yeah. Leon Bollet, uh back in topic. I was just saying. That photo was taken in 1930 after it was restored. It was restored 100 years ago. <laughs> well, it was already 40 years old at that I point. I know. Like, it was, 1930 was a reasonable age to restore that car. Also, I mean, during a depression, that's a great time to restore a race car, no. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this car is, like, I'm just so here for it. I absolutely love it. I love it. yeah, this, the tiller steering wheel. Dude, like, he's driving from the back seat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he is wild. <laughs> Maybe. Oh no! I wonder. The front if the seat's pass- the passenger seat. That's incredible. Yeah, because look at the controls. The controls are in line with the front seat. Oh, you drive from. <laughs> this Your is crumble so zone <laughs> used to be a human. This is amazing. Tucker's my crumple zone. The larger your passenger is, the safer no, you are. No, see, you would never put the power down because the back wheel would be off the ground. <laughs> You're right. Oh my god, this is amazing. No, no, because they sit on the front axle. Oh, so that it would actually be good for handling. Yes, you'd turn in way better with the Tucker in the front. Oh my god, this is an early. What quattro. a vehicle! <laughs> 
What a vehicle. I love this. Wow, thank you, old photo. I never would have known. Yeah, this this, this car is just so bananas to me. Context. This is what we need context. I know. Oh, like, yeah, apparently it was blue the whole time, too. Like, yeah. old photo was shit at telling me that. Yeah, no, this is very, very, very cool. I'm such a fan of this car. Like, pre-war cars are so great, and they had the best colors. Well, and nobody knows that because, yeah, because all the photography. Uh, I can't. I, I don't know what to tell you. Did actually not all the photography. Well, there, you're there right. was I there know. was the triple light, the triple cut filtered. And you could do like color daguerreotypes like, too, and there were all their. Like, That's assignment daguerreotypes. Yeah, yeah, when they actually do three different filters. Yep. Yeah, those and are they, cool. Yeah, daguerreotypes. I wonder if there's any daguerreotypes of cars. Uh, oh, there God. might. Of course there are, because it's a, a you need it to be perfectly stationary to yeah. take it, and cars do that. The oldest photo of St. Anthony Falls is a daguerreotype mm -hmm. that the Minnesota Historical Society owns. Is a daguerreotype technically a photo? Yes. Yes. Because it's, it's a light painting. Interesting. Okay. Or that's at least what we refer to it as. Could be a photo, but it isn't a photograph. It's a yes. photolithography process. Daguerreotype of car. <laughs> oh my god. All right, let me look at my next topic while Ryan gets in on this. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, 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 yes. Ah, I remember now. I'm not finding any good photos of daguerreotypes of cars. I did find one of a... Let me rewind. A black and white photo of a Detroit Electric. <sighs> but anyway. To 2011, when Jeep released their essentially current Grand Cherokee that came with the <laughs> ZF8 automatic transmission and a really, really convoluted electronic shifter that handled park functions where they had to immediately recall all of them because several people died what? because they wouldn't put themselves in park when they got out of the car and didn't realize that it was still in reverse <gasps> Oh, shit! they all died like my favorite actor didn't he, didn't he die from one of those? not though, it was a Ford um, no, the dude from the Anton Anton, um what, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he had a Jeep, actually. Yeah. Yep. It happened. I mean, it was a thing. Yeah, that is actually what killed him. Oh, my God. Anyway, it's now happening to the people that bought the wrong transmission on their new Nissan Z. Well, that's their problem. Yep, so I think they should just leave all those as is and then just let the problem work itself yeah. out naturally. Yeah, nope, yep. this is not a problem. Nope, that's good. So thank you, Nissan, for uh, thinning out the herd from people that bought the wrong car. So, my Fiat has a bulb, has a headlight bulb out on it. Ah, my Tesla has a headlight that isn't functioning, and I don't know which part is bad. That's fun. I know mine's just the bulb. Cool. Because I, I have Amazon LEDs, and I had, like, a really good set that, like, the left one I've had since I've had the car. Okay. And the right one burnt out. But I've gone through two sets of other Amazon bulbs. Okay. Like, right both side. left and right. Oh, okay. That have burnt out from the other ones. I just no. put in the old left one that, like, for sure was good. Um I got you. But, like, now I, I, I don't want to spend money on bulbs. I have some old yellow ones that I got because I like yellow headlights. Me too. However, I am a little bit colorblind. It, like, very, very barrel. It's enough where it will screw up some shades of red and yellow and orange for hues. me. Hues. Yeah, some hues. Like, the Corvette orange looks red to me. Okay. It just looks straight up red. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Ferrari tan interiors look orange. Yeah, Jeep oh, Grand okay. Cherokee. Yeah, Jeep Grand Cherokees have that same problem with their interior. And my yellow oh, headlights look green. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, it, it's just me. For Jana, they look yellow. Okay. Mm -hmm. But to me, they're a slight green tinge to them. I mean, if you look... So I had 3,000K HID eBay bulbs in my yeah. E46 wagon, the first Mr. Wags. Yeah. And if you looked at the bulb, it actually had like a green... 
hue to mm-hmm. it, but like when I put it in, all I saw was yellow. So you're probably actually perceiving that, that green, that emission. Yeah, yeah I'm getting yeah. that green emission. Um, and so I am very, very, very picky. Like I know it only affects me, but I'm very picky about my yellow bulbs. Okay. And like, there's a reason I don't even run yellow halogen bulbs. I don't want a tinted white bulb. I want a selective yellow bulb. Okay. And selective yellow bulbs are exceptionally expensive because they're made like cadmium or something. I can't remember what uh, what, what element oh, was in it. So you're not talking. They okay. didn't. They didn't put a tint on the bulb. They actually had different glass. Okay. It was kind of like, like uh, uranium glass, or the glass is actually infused with this. Like the super cool leaded glasses from like yes, the 60s and stuff exactly. like that? Exactly. Okay. It's like that. Yeah. Um, like, wow, that's so cool. How do they do that? I'm like, oh, uranium-237, actually. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> glass is called Noviol, N-O-V-I-O-L. Okay. And that, that that you cannot get anymore. Because of the cadmium? Yes. Okay. I, think, I, I can't say cadmium. Gonna... I, th- I think it's cadmium, but it could be something else. Let's just go with cadmium. Yeah. But it actually has a exact hex triplet color code, which is FFBA00. That's wow. the exact color it's supposed to be. That's how you know it's in the glass, not in the filament. Yeah, no, it, and it is like, it has to be, like, yeah, no, like all the way down to like where you put a prism ahead of it, like exactly yeah. where it is at 55. It would just degrees. be a line. No, it, it's literally, it's 80, 155. Those are the three colors you're supposed to get yeah. d- uh, degrees out from your. Like from the point of light. Yeah. So if you use a sliding um, prism, you get yeah, yeah, exactly. You get the, you get a color at eighty, you get a color at hundred, and a color at fifty-five. You put those together, and that's the color you have. That's like lasers. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's a very, very, very specific color, and there's a reason behind this because this specific color, um, in the nineteen, um, like nineteen hundreds, when France first said they had to do that, like, they're like, no, this uh, this actually works better. Yeah. And a bunch of companies started making it. and it like is, you can, it you is just, true, though. Yeah. But this thing is, like, a lot of people started making it. And specifically in France, they had very, very, very specific reasons for it. So, like, you need to have this exact selective yellow color. Sure. And in America and England, they didn't have that. And so a lot of people were like, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And then... In the UK, there was a uh, experiment done using a tungsten filament bulb okay. behind one of these noviol lenses versus a not noviol lens, and the actual noviol lens was three percent better at throwing light down the road, hmm. and had like half the amount of glare that you would have with a normal bulb. So, how did they increase the emission? I it I think I don't think it was actual it was perceived emission oh, I should say okay but like the actual perceived emission was three percent better and they had so it's just like focusing the intensity that's there better exactly. that's interesting it's okay. a very 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 interesting uh, color I had no idea that this much tech went into that junk yeah and so and then in this in 1976 in the Netherlands they did another test again with normal yellow just you have a three K bulb sure. And those performed exactly the same. So specifically a noviol bulb that is Which the one. Which you can't get anymore. You, you can. They're just stupid expensive. And they probably didn't make them in a 9012 like the Fiat. No, made. they didn't. Actually, no, they might have because they did make noviol bulbs until 1993. Then you could get a 9006, which is the same bulb. Yes, I can. So I could get a 9006 bulb. Perfect. But I don't really want to do that. I need to get the... It's just... This is why, like, I'm just a nerd. 
I and know. I want my. I like my LED bulbs, but like, I just. It just bothers me. I'm like, it's not an ovule. It's not the one I want. See, the problem is you did the research and now you know that that exists. Yeah. And now, yeah, now I'm, I'm screwed. Yep. So, yeah. So, screw, good, good yeah. luck with having fake French headlights. Yeah, my fake, not actual novial bulbs. <laughs> but. There you are wrapping, like, laminex around the bulb trying to get all the green out. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to live with it. And people say, hey, I like your yellow bulbs. And be like, they're not that special. They're just Amazon yellow LEDs. Oh, you mean, like, green no bulbs? Field. They're not uh, novials. They're not anything special. I want to do the... 3000 Ks again, but the problem is my current car has like all 6000 K LED running lights. It's got 6000 K fogs. Like, if I do them in the low beams, it's going to look like shit. Yeah. But I, with blue eyes, like, I'm, my light sensitivity so, is all over the actually, place. Actually, yeah. this is the thing with uh, filtering out blue violet uh, colors from a light, yeah. under nor- normal circumstances, you actually lose about 15% of your light intensity. That's, again, why Novial is very, very, very but unique. It also allows your eye to dilate more and capture more light energy, which helps you actually see more things. Yeah, that's what the Novial does. Yeah, which I need. Yeah, you need a Novial bulb. Sorry, you got to spend billions of dollars on your light bulbs. They do not make a D3S Novial bulb, I guarantee it. No, the best of both worlds with green eyes. Yeah. And the 1%. Bragger. <laughs> I'm just actually, there's a thing about HID bulbs. Metal highlighted. Oh, wow. Yeah, the thing, uh, actually, yeah, Novials were, gave off a similar amount of light to a HID perceived light, but looking at them, they're significantly more distracting. Well, yeah, because it's just. Novial, have everything! Yeah, Novial balls. <laughs> like, go get yourself some Corning, uh, Cornophone, or Cornophore oh uh, headlights, and then you can get your Novial lenses for them. I'm going to put chicken mesh wire over them. So I don't know how after over a decade, I am still like just blown away by all the dumb shit that I know. <laughs> Mind is full of fuck. I mean, this, full disclosure, came up five minutes before this episode. All right, like, just, let's just talk about this. Yeah, not, I just want to Got on the gargler and just, bam. There's just things that I also happen to know. Because it's, it's like feeds into the whole hot rod looking for light No, it does. And it's, it's, it's good info, time. but like. Things I know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, this is what I I don't know trigonometry. This, this is, is why. why I just if I need help researching something, I just go, I need help and he's like, Oh, I took a poop and here's a dissertation. Here's a distilled version of all the facts you need to know and nothing you don't need. Yep. yep. That's exactly yeah, what I did. I know, I know. And this this is the thing, is it actually it becomes a problem because it gets to a point where it's like, I wanna do this thing and I'm like, ooh, there is one specific way to do this thing correctly and I cannot afford it. I guess I'm not doing this thing. Yeah, Novial. Yep, Novial. That's a Novial bulb. Yep. And on that bombshell, yeah, there you I'll go. see End you next episode. week. Bye. Bye, everybody.